Zen. You can't tell people how to right. how to yes. Zen. If you're, but if you're you are the finger about, pointing yes, to the moon. If you're talking about Zen, you're already not doing it. Right, exactly. And that's what that is. You've got to go further. You, you, if you apply those principles to scuba, you will. You know what I'm saying? I think. No, we're talking about the. Yeah, yeah but we're just right now. Well, we can go that route at the end, maybe. Right okay. now, we're talking about mastering the the mind of the diver, so that we're we we yeah we have that comfort zone instead of questions in our head. The Great Dive Podcast is hosted by your buddies, James and Brando. Hey, welcome back to the Great Dive Podcast with your host, James. And your host, Brando. And we are co-hosting your favorite scuba diving podcast coming at you coast to coast live every Friday. Recorded live. Recorded live every Friday. <laughs> but hey, uh, we, are, uh, we are getting into spring spring season here. Diving is uh, diving's up and going. Yeah, we had our first right. eighty degree day yesterday, and yes, the weather the weather's finally starting cap. to turn. So, uh, hopefully, you guys are out there getting ready to get in the water, get some diving in yourselves. We want to give a shout out to uh, to some listeners out there from good old Columbus, Ohio, is our top listening city right now. That's incredible. Columbus has that many listeners. I'm I'm really surprised. I, and, and that's Where just, did Columbus? That's just for the, for this week. And San Marcos, Texas, too. I mean, you got the, some people down in San Marcos, Texas listening. Shout out out there. What the heck? That's awesome. Baddock, Canada, Chicago, Illinois, Redondo Beach, California, Arlington, Philly. Arlington, Virginia. Philly's up there, too. There's Farmington down the line a bit. Our listening audience is not just our, you know, Local friends anymore. It's who are showing up. All <laughs> it's not just uh, Bill and Joe from the shop. <laughs> In the beginning, you know, it was all Farmington, you know, and uh, local cities. But now, you know, Michigan isn't even showing up. And uh, countrywide, you know, uh, PI, the PI is third. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Philip, we got a, a big increase coming out of uh, the Philippines. Shout out to everybody over in the Philippines listening. Australia. Couple of our German folks. Is there a Madagascar up there? Um, I don't see Madagascar. You have to tell your daughter she's going to have to stop studying and tune into the Great Dive Podcast. I mean, we've got the Aland Islands, Mexico, Spain, and France. Finland, I see there. Sweden, Hong Kong, the but no, no Madagascar. Yeah, she said it's really tough to get um. Wi-Fi and whatnot. It's it's very sporadic when we talk to her. 
Yeah, I could imagine. Yeah, the FaceTiming is tough. And then, and then when she does finally get a connection, it is Facebook City. Uh, I got yeah. 100 photos I got to pick or, or post from the last well, three weeks. She's not really a big presence on Facebook. She's, she's uh, Those youngins don't think Facebook is that. That oh, that's hip, true. That's you true. Know? But she's still she's not doing a lot of social media, which has been to me that's been pretty cool. Yeah, it'd be, be be nice to be in a place where you don't have a choice but to get away from it all. Yeah, she's so she spent. It wouldn't be very good for our podcast, but no, I mean <laughs> the the advertisers and the marketers and the you know just like the yeah. TV people they don't dig countries like Madagascar because they don't have a very influential position there. On the other hand, you billboards. do cool stuff. Billboards. I don't think there's a lot of billboards there. Thankfully, in middle of the middle of the jungle. Yeah. Bill Coke. <laughs> that would piss me off if I saw a billboard in the middle of a, a jungle. Um, hey, it's the the beginning of the month again, so we want to give a a big thank you to the Patreon supporters helping uh, make a small little donation every month to help this keep this show on track and um, growing and grow. We appreciate that really from the the bottoms the bottoms of our fins to the tops of our mask. We uh, truly, truly appreciate that. We've had a couple of requests for people who wanted to give just a one-time donation, and you can certainly do that on our PayPal. You can uh, shoot over to PayPal, info at the Great Dive Podcast, and uh, drop us a donation there. We would greatly appreciate that. We'll give you a shout-out. Yeah, yeah. Bills are coming due this month, so. That website's not free. The website SoundCloud isn't free. SoundCloud's not free. To host all that space to keep all these shows, yeah. they charge a pretty penny. And Mrs. Mott and Mrs. Schwartz, <laughs> we won't even go there. <laughs> Getting tired of it. If you guys really want to, you know, if there's any women haters out there, I'd like to know because if you really want to get back at them, help us succeed. Throw us some money, and they'll it'll be uh, it'll be worth it. In the end, it'll be worth it. When you get to look and you go, ha. Mm-hmm. Ha! That's what I'm talking about. Like, if I were extremely wealthy and I was listening to you guys, us guys, I heard this, this plea, this plea to just to give a little barb in for, for dive ca- podcast power, I'd, I'd go, oh, here's your, here's a half a mil. Here you go, brothers. That's pretty, that's pretty generous of you. All right, so. We can do the zen of the art of diving. This is kind of turning into Zen month. I don't mind but, the, but, but, a but, Zen but, approach. I don't. Too. I yeah, don't either. I'm, yeah. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Anyways, so anywho, anyway, so on our little Zen quest, we've been on here a little bit. A couple of weeks ago, I was showing you this book, "The Inner Experience of Diving" by Carlos Ailes. 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 Anyways, E Y L E S and. We were talking about the soul diving and uh, kind of that Zen feel in the water. This was a book that he put out in the seventies, talking about underwater anxiety and getting in that right yeah. mindset mm-hmm. in the water. And then a few days ago, I was having this conversation with a guy at the shop. We were talking about these old skin diver magazines, and he was he was talking about this one from back in the seventies, and uh, he went went on talking about it and I was looking for it to see if I could find the actual article that he was looking at. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, I come across two articles that Skin Diver put out written by this guy as well. Okay. Which were basically excerpts from this book that he wrote in 74, I think is the copyright date on the book. And then they put these excerpts in a, in a couple of month issues mm-hmm. in 79. 
but I, th- I, th- I thought you would dig a couple of things out of this. I'm, all, I'm surprised there aren't there are not more books or more of a voice in diving for this kind of you know approach in the sense of you're going diving for that inner peace for the, the satisfaction of your internal needs I guess you'd say to find a place that you can go and not have to think you know and not have to stress out and of course you've got the added benefit of scuba diving where there's no phones there's no cars honking there's it's just you in the water and you know perfectly some forgive the pun but submerged in mother nature well there is a there is a voice in fact there's two that should be that should be going on in your head (laughs) we should be in a voice (laughs) i'm hoping that we're if you're not uh, listening if you're not listening to us underwater on on waterproof mp3 headphones what what are you doing with your life if we have not become like that that annoying song that you can't get out of your head like uh, it's a small world after all after you go to disney if we have not become that we're not we're not not doing doing our job (laughs) exactly anyway i'm surprised there's not more out there but i love the this approach to diving because i think that's uh, our what you're gonna thing another thing you're gonna dig is he mentions in the in the foreword of the book he says I have watched diving grow from a few adventurers wearing dry suits to a $50 million a year industry. Yet, oddly enough, I find the actual number of people in the water diving is not at all proportionate to the number of those who have become scuba certified. And that was in the 70s. This is in the 70s. I think it's exponentially, I mean, you can take that statement and it's huge now. Well, it's, yeah, the, the the industry, I think they say it's like around a 10, million, 11 yeah. billion dollar and industry And the fraction nowadays. is even smaller. And he says, of the 5 million plus who have been certified by the dive shops in the last 15 years, only an estimated 20% are continuing with their diving. 20? I'd say way less than that, but just judging by the the traffic. And I guess we, we are, uh, at least I'm, mas- I'm basing my opinion on what I see at the shop, at the shops, I should say, that I... I I've seen in my time, you see a lot of divers coming in to get certified and a very tiny bit that keep coming back to keep diving. Right. And this is something that perplexed him back in the Mm seventies. And he went on a quest of, of doing some research and talking to a number of different people, uh, who were in the industry, dropouts from scuba. And he says that with a few exceptions, every person I surveyed communicated feelings of insecurity in the ocean. These feelings ranged from an uneasiness that demanded that they, quote, just get it over with, up to real terror. The best term to describe their feelings is anxiety. Psychologists define anxiety as being characterized by a strong, all-pervasive feeling of danger from an unknown source, usually accompanied by the sensation of change combined with an inability to cope with or escape from it. Anxiety is associated with helplessness, and together they conspire to change or even destroy our physical or emotional stability. I agree. Which we've talked about a number of times you know, on this show of ours, that this all stems, in my opinion, from a lack of buoyancy control. Which Because you, you, don't have that, that you don't have a controllable base because you're in a three-dimensional world. You're like the Zen saying, you know, the guy who points to the moon is not... It's not the moon. You're pointing to the moon. It's like you can't tell people Zen. You can't tell people how to right. how to yes. Zen. If you're, but if you're you are the finger about, pointing yes, to if the you're moon. Talking about Zen, you're already not doing it. Right. Exactly. And that's what that is. is you've got to go further. 
It's not just the lack of buoyancy. Where does, this is where does the, the this lack is of the buoyancy forward. control come from? <laughs> this the, is the lack of buoyancy control comes from training. It goes right into the heart of everything we've been saying, which is there's a bunch of people that want to get rich quick. That's that's their well, sole motivation. Okay, so this is what we're I know. I know I'm jumping way ahead. Slow, slow. So take a breath. But take a sip. We're going to get there. We gotta treat them. We gotta treat them to a show here yet. That yeah, I get that. I, I get that you want to stretch it out, but go ahead. Okay, you can. We'll say that. Oh yeah, yeah. So why is that? What I'm supposed to say? <laughs> what am I supposed to say? Why? Carlos says to be able to function effectively underwater requires a clear head, a relaxed body, and an attitude of oneness with the ocean. These ingredients are essential for a diver to fully enjoy the complete underwater experience. And he goes on talking about what his what he's trying to do and accomplish in this book. He talks about in this book the inner experience of diving. Uh, he kind of goes over being one with the, the water planet and understanding your inner comfort zone and understanding anxiety and, and what anxiety is underwater to a diver. And he goes on talking about some different equipment and different approaches and total experience underwater it's a nice little book and in skin diver they basically went through and took some excerpts of a couple of the chapters particularly they did one article about his chapter on the comfort zone or they did another article a couple months later on his chapter about underwater anxiety pretty good stuff and uh, and, uh, i think pretty good and fitting overall for for divers today so i thought it'd be good for us to revisit that zen mentality that we were talking about a couple of weeks ago and chime it in with these cool articles from january of 79 and may of 79 that i think a diver can read and still pull a lot of you know good credible value from well i i would agree that the thing about articles like this or information like this is it doesn't change over time this you know you're getting to the core of not only diving but the core of existence on the freaking planet is not struggling you know be harmonious and the only way to get to that point is to become very skilled and that's the whole thing about zen and buddhism is to become skilled at life become skilled as a person a human being on the planet and having your mind calmed because it's not all over the place. You don't have what's called monkey mind. And I don't know if you've ever heard the term monkey mind. It's it's a Buddhist term. They probably have another word for it in Tibetan or Hindu or whatever. But uh, it just it refers to the idea that your mind is like a monkey. It wants to jump from branch to branch. It wants to run you. And the whole idea behind, of course, Zen and becoming peaceful and, and uh, in control of your mind instead of your mind in control of you is to master yourself, master your mind. And in the sense of scuba, it would be master the scuba skills, master your equipment, master your mind underwater, and master your body. That's why I think, you know, that goes to the base of everything. That's pretty much timeless, isn't it? Or would you agree? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and that's why you can take a 1979 article. You could take a, a 1700 article or a 400 BC article on mastering yourself and apply it to anything in life and especially to something like scuba diving in my humble opinion don't give me away that's next week oh my god <laughs> everything I say you keep telling <laughs> keep shutting me down what do you think I got but this? I think you could talk about this all the time dusty old yes, <laughs> yes. This dusty old manuscript for it. well the, and that's the thing is we could talk about this all the time and a, and I go back to what I said earlier we are just the finger pointing to the moon because you, if you're talking it, it's not it. 
and it can't really be expressed in words. But you do the best you can to express yourself. Uh, well, sure, in but, the but way of I think you painting and, that picture. Yeah, but you and I get really close to it on the dive in the oh, moment. Yeah, yeah. And what we're trying to do here but is, you can't is communicate is, that to people. Well, well, yeah. yeah, well, well we, we can't do can it themselves. Our, yeah. Yeah. We, we can help guide. Well, them. We can point them. It's that's we, why that's I'm, our growing, that's why I'm growing a really long, long Fu Manchu. Fu Manchu. I'm gonna start wearing a robe well, to the dive site. The other side of that is, that, you know, a, a true boot, a true Zen master would you would never know he's a Zen master. He doesn't wear a Fu Manchu. You know, he could be anybody. It, he he exemplifies it in his actions ex- or exactly. lack of or lack thereof. But lack of action is an action, and that's the whole thing behind Buddhism. It's action, action. Stop thinking and do. And even sitting and meditating, although people look and say he's not doing anything, he's doing. He's doing without doing. All right. Anyway, so let's let's get into this uh, little article for uh, for our listeners here. So Carlos mentions submerging yourself in the ocean for the first time might be compared to being transported to another planet in another solar system, completely removed from our Earth world. This could be a fabulous delight if you had been to that planet before and your mind and body were familiar with its differences. On the other hand, if you hadn't been to any other planets lately or had briefly experienced one with negative results, then your mind and body would be in need of some preparation, particularly for any voyages you might want to make to the water planet. Just as our astronauts prepared themselves for their voyage to the moon, so must you similarly prepare for your voyage to the water planet. So it is with diving. Every beginning diver needs his own simulated moon, so to speak, where he can feel completely safe and secure and can experience the ocean on his own terms at his own pace. It takes practice. Yeah. You know, that's a it's a new it's a completely new world. I I remember when I was a kid, I used to, you know, love running around and playing in the woods up near, up north at Grandma and Grandpa's old cabin on the on the lake up north. And when I would walk with my grandma, she would only be comfortable so far from the main road because of her not being comfortable in those surroundings of the woods and not knowing where she was. Or she, yeah. Where I would just run out there and I wouldn't I, well, you I, have I, an innocent mind, yeah. Correct. You're stupid too, though. <laughs> you know, you're as a young kid, but, you you don't have safety went, in your forefront. Yeah, of your yeah. Mind. But, but if yeah. she went out more and more, spent more time out there with a compass, yeah, map, understood where she was, her comfort level would increase. Was she? Did she have a cane? No, not. Was she time. fully she able? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It was back in the '80s. She, she was still a. I don't know when she was born. I've never been invited to a birthday party. A place where his mind and body can become accustomed to weightlessness and limited vision. An area where he can practice the skills needed to function within the boundaries of this new world. And where he can establish an enjoyable and healthy attitude towards diving. This is his comfort zone. And this is what I've said many times, and I know you, you agree wholeheartedly with, about scuba is foreign in that it's a three-dimensional world that most humans don't have an understanding of. And it takes work to learn to become part of that world, mm-hmm. which should be the focus rather than just buying a bunch of gear, jumping in the True. water, letting the gear do it for you. You're and I think this is right. Because yeah. when you have a question about the gear mid-dive, that's where the anxiety builds. If you have yeah. any un- mm-hmm. untrust in the gear because of your lack of knowledge or just lack of understanding. Lack in, of familiarity. In, yeah, yeah, when you're counting on the gear and then something makes you question that, well, if it's mid-dive, 
that's going to take you out of that comfort zone. Well, of course, anything that, uh, you know, when you talk about the three, three-dimensional world, of course, we're very accustomed accustomed to walking in two dimensions and driving in two dimensions. Uh, pilots, you know, they, of course, get to work in three dimensions, so they have a little bit better idea, but they have to learn it, right? They have to learn it, and they're using a, a piece of equipment to do it as well. Now, us, we go into an environment that is hostile to, you know, it's not conducive to human life. Right. So you have to take equipment with you. You have to depend on that equipment, and you have to learn to master it. The more you master it, the more it becomes second nature, the less actual energy or brain or thought you have to put into the use of it. You know what I'm saying? It becomes, again, I go to that word second nature. You're doing it without having to think and take up your your thought energy, right. right? Or your task loading, if you want to call it that. It's like driving a car, and this is what I say to my students when when we're teaching diving, it's driving a car. If you can remember when you were 15 and going through driver's ed and it took everything you had mentally to work the pedals, steer, pay attention to the road signs, the people, the other cars, the direction you're going and have a map in your mind, much less the instructor with you talking to you. So that's why you go through driver's ed and the whole thing, you know, when they talk to the parents in a driver's ed class now, be quiet only one parent talking at a time to them and don't yell and don't rock their boat because they're using every bit. They, Of course, they got a cry closet and they have a cry trunk. Right. That's, that's, that's not <laughs> I got to pull over and get in a trunk. That is, that is not my driver's education. <laughs> I, I know. Well, with our, I, say, I don't know how your dad was. I, was gonna, I remember I was my dad. Say, you know, hands on the wheel, paying attention to the pedals, the yeah. situation around you, the people yeah. around you, the staying in the lane, and getting backhanded <laughs> and elbowed and yelled, and yelled yeah. at. So comfort zones are as different and varied as the individuals using them. Your comfort zone is determined by one element, how you feel about the ocean space in which you're diving. The key to maintaining this state is the process of tuning in to yourself. An effective way of doing this is simply to ask yourself these questions. Do I feel safe, comfortable, relaxed, and am I having a good time? If your answers are yes, then you are diving in your comfort zone. Let, let's go there. Do I feel comfortable, relaxed, am I having a good time? I think the, you know, I'm comfortable, I'm relaxed will equal I'm having a good time. Yeah. You know I, what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, this is... Yeah, 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 yeah. I think what Carlos is saying to the reader, especially at the time in, in, in the 70s when he's writing this, is finding peace with talking to yourself, right? Having a, a, a real conversation with your, your inner mind so that you, you know where you stand. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to, I mean, I'm going to have to let you go with this because. Your mind and body are acclimating themselves to this new world and you are participating in the dive experience to your fullest if your answers are no then you can assume that your belief system is influencing your ocean experience and your mind is occupied with its own manufactured version of the ocean this indicates that you are out of your comfort zone well it's like yeah I, you can create it goes to the you're creating your own reality I mean, this gets what he's saying right there is is very much what goes on in people in life. Period. I would agree. Right? Okay, if you don't have an open, free, you know, a clean slate mind, that's what meditation is about. It's taking that eraser board that has all your preconceived ideas that's been input in there via the media, 
the institutions of education, your parents, everything that's ever gone into your mind. If you learn in life one thing, you know one thing is, is real is everything that goes into your brain comes from five senses that we know of. So that it's your computer is what you are. And those five senses are just USB interfaces to a certain extent that are inputting data. Your mind takes it all in. It never loses it. It takes it all in. Now your ability to go in and get it, now that's something different. But everything that you've taken in with your visu visually, right? Let's take that for example. Walk into a room, I look at it. Boom. Five minutes later, I go out and somebody tells me, tell something, you know, ask me, tell me something about that room. I might remember 10 things about it. But if they could go into your brain and hack in there, you would remember every single little tiny aspect of that room. And some people have that memory. They have that oh, sure, sure. photographic memory where they, they can just draw from that and pick everything out. And that's a, what they're saying there is you go in and underwater and you have a preconceived idea already of what it's supposed to be. So instead of having the clean slate and experiencing it and letting the water write onto your mind, let the nature write onto your mind what it really is, you've already got the shit up there. It's supposed to be this, and it's supposed to be this, and I'm supposed to do this. Although it's in the subconscious, that's still what's there. And so you're not experiencing, and that's what he's saying, is you're not experiencing the actual experience of being underwater. You're experiencing what you think you should be experiencing underwater subconsciously from the sure, input. Sure, and those and that experience could be right. good, good or bad. Right. And, and, where, he was, and where he was I going mean, with this and yeah. where he went in the book was – this is why people drop out of diving. Well, yeah, right? because they collide. They're, the they're two worried, collide. right? Yeah. They're worried that they're sinking too fast. They're worried that their ears not clear. They're worried that, well, that they're going to get eaten class. by the yeah. shark, and they're going to worry that uh, they they're going to lose their buddy, mm -hmm. and they're worried that the visibility is not good enough, and they they can't see, and they don't know what's coming up and what's off in the distance. Well, that's anxiety. Yeah, that's anxiety that comes from fear, which I'm sure is what he's going to talk about: fear of the unknown and fear of what quote unquote might happen. Right, but but instead, if you're talking Talking to yourself and saying, you know, and back then he's saying, "Do I feel safe? Do I feel comfortable? Do I feel relaxed? There's Am I having a good time?" But today, yeah. you know, you and I would be telling our students, saying, "Am I in control of my buoyancy? Am I in balance? Mm -hmm. Am I falling? Am I in control? Do I know where I'm yeah, at?" Yeah, I think I that's a beginner. That's a beginner mind that you want. But I think ultimately what you're aiming for is none of those thoughts are going through your head. It's just happening. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, because if, you're, yeah, if that inner chatter is just going all the time, you're not having a good time. And that's probably oh, what's yeah. going through a lot of new divers these days coming out of class. Why is that inner chatter going on? Because they haven't been adequately trained. And or accompany that with they're not adequately practicing. Well, okay, so, so hang on a minute. Yeah, and I, I know that's I, I going, going yeah, jumping yeah, to yeah, the yeah, end, so hold, but hold that's on, the whole because, thing no, that's of good. meditation. That's really, that's really yeah. great, right? But that's too soon. Okay. But, I mean, we but, can say this a million times, and, and that's all we're doing. We're the finger pointing to the moon, and that's all we're going to keep doing is refining it. I mean, that's the whole thing with the Zen saying is stop watching here, but they are going – they need this to look up there. Do you, you know what I'm saying? Don't – if you just – all you do is concentrate on everybody telling you what to do, you're going to miss the glory, the beauty of the moon kind of thing. First, we need to teach them how to <laughs> sit on the chair. Well, and, and again, step one. and again, th exactly, you're exactly right. They have to have the beginning mind. They have to at least be open. And they're not open if all they're doing is, am I doing this right? New divers sometimes experience anxiety about not being able to see the bottom of wherever it is they are diving. This is a natural response. Don't fight it. Begin in water where you can see the bottom. 
And this way, you'll learn to trust that the bottom is always there, whether you can see it or not. You have to take care of your needs as you feel them. This will keep you comfortable. Once you have acknowledged them, you're free of them. I have, I don't know what to say. Oh, I thought you. I thought you. No. I thought you had something there. Oh, I have stuff, but it, it goes yeah. right to the end. <laughs> you don't want that. So. <laughs> one of the one of the keys to the enjoyment of your diving is the discovery and exploration of your comfort zone. Acquaint yourself with it. Float around and see what there is to see. Perhaps make a dive or two. You might want to spend an entire day just getting acquainted. Yeah, well, that goes to practice that, yeah, familiarity. That we, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we go to all the time of, of being in such control of your buoyancy that there isn't even a thought of what's going to happen on the transition mm-hmm. from 30 feet to the surface. You know, if, if you're in 30 feet on your way to the surface and running through your mind is, I'm never going to be able to pull a safety stop. Oh, I, I hope I don't lose control of my buoyancy on the safety stop. Oh, I hope I don't uh, pop to the surface. Right. Well, you need to spend more dives getting acquainted with that comfort zone of being in 30 feet of water and coming to the surface before you start pushing and following that dive master on the 80, 90, 100 foot or more dive. Yeah, you having some mastery of your yourself in the water. I, uh, you know, as you're talking about all this, I'm, I was just reminded of my initial, my open water scuba instructor, uh, Randy Bohr, who uh, taught me, I remember what he used to say, you know, when he was explaining the different levels of diving in the class, you know, continuing education that wasn't what it is today, but that he still promoted, hey, you know, this is your open water class. This is your basic license to learn, but you want to continue to, to learn more about diving. And he would equate your, you know, your open water is your, your rookie. You are uh, getting used to being in that three-dimensional world and learning to master your body and your equipment and, and learning about that underwater world, how to, how to navigate through it, both figuratively and, and literally. And then he would go through the different levels and he said, by the time you're an instructor, you are actually more comfortable. You should be. And I, I would... I would contrast that that with uh, you know how we have instructors today, but he would say you are actually more comfortable in the water than you are on land because you've got you've mastered it so much more completely than you have purposely tried to master being on land. When we go as a diver, wanting to master these skills and this equipment and this environment and our minds underwater, it's purposeful, right? We're we're sitting down and doing it. Yes. Versus as a human being, very few people say, I'm going to sit here and master life. Right. Very you know, few people are mindful of what they're doing thankful. on a daily Thank basis. Thank you. I was going to say mindfulness is the word. And that's where you, you have people doing things like, that's what meditation is about. You're trying to master your mind. You're trying to learn to control it instead of it controlling Correct. you. And where, where we're taking people is that doing mindfulness underwater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Bingo. We're, we're that's getting exactly there. it. And that's what I've been trying to, to get at. With so pay my, attention, uh, people. <laughs> yes, people. <laughs> this is good stuff. <laughs> shuffle backwards. That was a good one last week. Now shuffle backwards. <laughs> at the end of this article and chapter in the book, he mentions Hold it. diving. Maybe you should read Carlos with the Spanish accent. Can you do that? Diving no. is like no. diving. Is like, ay, 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 ay. No. <laughs> diving should be fun and exciting. Why else participate? But there are two kinds of underwater excitement: negative and positive. Negative excitement embraces the ordeal or the thrill of taking risks. Taking risks. The excitement gained is short term. 
Too much anxiety is created and the thrill is over all too quickly. Positive excitement, on the other hand, is the discovery and exploration of a new and different world and your relationship with it. Once you begin to understand that world and are able to function in it, it will unceasingly reveal itself to you in a thousand different forms. The ocean can keep you intrigued for a lifetime when you follow the positive path. Now, see, I'd, I'd, I'd explain that somewhat differently just because and we're, we're on a theme of Buddhism or Zen, right, which is a, a Buddhism to a certain, well, it is Buddhism, Zen Buddhism. But the whole positive-negative thing is the, the, the positive-negative are aspects of the same thing. Okay, the and that's what yeah. that's the whole thing with Buddhism is. We are in a polar world. We are in a polar existence, and this is why you go back to computers, and that's why there's a lot of physicists and quantum physicists that believe we are in a simulation. Oh, okay, hold on, hold on. You don't even know where I'm going with this. This is scuba, and this is to that sentence and to what he just said, because you're talking positive and negative, like something is good and something is bad. Now, Buddhists are like, no, shut the f*** up. You got positive and negative. They are aspects of the same thing. It is what it is. They are aspects of the same thing. That same thing is the underlying reality of life and existence. Whatever it is. Of and that's course. the thing. And that's what they try to say is you can t- take this to the macro and to the micro. Positive and negative, positive and negative. But existence is positive and negative. You can't have one without the other because you, the underlying thing won't be there. The reality will not be there. And that's the thing with excitement. He's talking the excitement, positive and negative. There's excitement. Now, what he's it's, talking about is anxiety, and, and that correct. comes from fear. The excitement's the excitement. It's how you deal with the excitement is what's going to determine whether it's well, positive or Well, your deal negative. is your reaction, and that goes through your mind. And again, we we'll get back to the you mastering your mind, not your mind mastering you. Well, you, yeah, can deal, of, you can deal with a positive excitement poorly. Absolutely. So does that make the positive excitement negative? No, it's like it's like water. Yeah, exactly. is, is water positive or negative? Well, if I'm swimming in it and I'm happy, it's it's wonderful. If I'm drink if I'm drinking the water and it's nourishing me, it's wonderful. If it's rushing down a you know uh, and wiping out my house and taking out the levees and but flooding was it the and water? people are drowning, you didn't like it. it. Yeah, but, but the water's the water. But you had to, de- and then we get really deep into it. You're like, there's destruction and creation. Yeah. That what's the underlying but the, reality? But at the end of the day, the water's the water. It's how I'm yeah. reacting to it. Thank you. So why did he say positive and negative excitement? There's excitement. Now your reaction to it and your interpretation of that and the reason for the excitement is where I think he wanted to go. Positive and negative. You have you know the cause positive and negative. You can have a, a, a negative reaction, which is fear which causes anxiety, which may cause a negative output in the way you act. Negative, I mean not fortunate in the sense of you die or you don't enjoy it or you're harmed. That's what we would put onto the negative side, right? Sure, would you agree yeah, with yeah, that? Yeah, and underwater, poor yeah. decision-making and, and reactions that result right. in fear can easily right. put you into to that. So in the, in the May issue of Skin Diver, they title the article b1 with the sea most of this comes out of his underwater anxiety chapter yeah in the in his book the inner experience of diving but they start off the article saying to be able to function effectively underwater requires a clear head a relaxed body 
and an attitude of oneness with the sea. These ingredients are essential for a diver to fully enjoy the complete underwater experience. But how do you get there, Jamesy? I believe diving is not a physical experience in the sense of other sports, but is first an internal experience involving the mind and the body. A diver's head needs to be free of his misconceptions of the ocean, for they prevent him from clearly perceiving the underwater environment as it is. If he doesn't perceive the ocean clearly, then he won't understand it, and if he can't understand it, he won't be able to function effectively in it. That's a good way to put things. I uh, I think that point, is, again, you're pointing at everything we've been and saying, which is to really enjoy it, you have to know what the hell you're doing. Yeah, and, and what we say all the time is, along with Carlos, your most important piece of dive equipment is a free and clear head. Right, the blank slate... The blanks, the blank slate in your mind is what's going to allow you to truly, you know, enjoy that dive. To you know, he's he talks about being one with the water and, and the environment. That comes from the blank slate. If you already have all that shit written up on there, you're you're missing it. You're missing the whole environment, the 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 actual experience of it. Yes, Carlos says our planet's underwater world, as you know, is very different from our Earth world. But the differences between the two worlds are just that, and nothing more. One world is not safer or more dangerous than the other world. Yes. One's not more positive or negative. There's just the world. I like it. Yeah, but, yeah. but divers are bringing all their preconceived, preconceived notions. They're yeah. bringing all their baggage well, into you, the water. And then you go, where did this come from? Where did it come from? I'll tell you where it came from. The input mechanisms that I spoke of earlier. The media, you read, read stories. Stories are written for drama. Do you get drama out of, more drama out of the shark swam by me beautifully and I, I was in awe of its presence? Do you get drama or a peaceful feeling? But you want drama, you say the shark bit my friend's leg off and I struggled with my knife to wrestle it. Well, which one is going to make the TV screen or the book? I'm tuning in at 8 p.m. <laughs> for the you. second one. Yeah, Shark Week is all about talking about the fatalities and, and all that because that drama. Or you should say Shark Week was. They was. I know. They're trying, they're trying to change it. I get that. I get that. Uh, too little, too late, maybe, because the input is there. The USBs have already taken all the info, and we're processing it, and it's hard to get rid of once it's in there. And again... I go, I go back to what I, I said a long time ago or a while ago, which is once it's in there, it doesn't leave. Maybe you don't access it as readily, but it never leaves. So speaking of input, uh, he starts talking about eyesight. There's one of your senses. One of these differences, the one which seems to really get in the way of a, beginning, of a beginner's ability to enjoy the ocean, is the limited visibility. We have come to rely on our eyesight mm -hmm. almost exclusively and perceive the world around us. This dependency works against us as we begin to dive. When the diver's ability to see at any distance underwater is severely reduced, he feels vulnerable. His belief systems are activated, and he begins <laughs> to imagine all sorts of threats lying just outside his range of visibility. Exactly. So in one way, the eyesight is good, especially up here on the, the surface, is we are taking in the input and validating our thoughts, right? Like everything is safe. Everything, I can see out there. I see no threats. So it's safe and I, can, I relax a bit in my comfort zone underwater where all of a sudden you can't see that far ahead 
where your mind starts working of all the possible threats that could be there. Right. Right. And so you start tensing up because you're preparing for threat level or danger or how am I going to handle this? Yeah. I mean, and like for a new diver, I mean, I remember being young and diving and going on dives where you're in like five feet of visibility and mm-hmm. the anxiety is high because you can't see anything and you're mm-hmm. crashing into the bottom and you're making it worse and you got to keep swimming because the visibility sucks and that anxiety is high and it's not a fun dive it's not a it's not a, a comfortable dive mm-hmm. because the visibility was poor well the visibility was the visibility Mm-hmm. Right, I was just making it poor back in those early days. Whereas now, you and I can get in a in a, in a dive mm-hmm. with five feet of feet of visibility and, and go. This cool. isn't this isn't bad at all. Well, we can mind, actually make a. Yeah. We can we can do a lot with this. Our mind is is relaxed tremendously since those early days, and that comes from experience. And this is one of the reasons we preach about the experiences. The more diving you get in the many, many different environments that are available, but the more diverse your environment experience is, the more you have input-wise into that, into your brain. So when you can't see five feet in front of you, your mind doesn't automatically jump to there's a threat five feet in front of you. Your mind goes back to your experience input, which is, I've done this before. There's nothing really threatening out there five feet in front of me. And then you start to relax and enjoy you know, the real, true enjoyment comes from being in the moment. And that's with anything. And that's the part of scuba diving where you, I'm in the moment. I'm not thinking. I'm just enjoying it. You know, my buoyancy control is there. comes from experience and training and, and continually diving. Yeah, and, and when you can slow down the world around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your mind's not going 100 miles an hour. You're going to have, you don't have much more mind. enjoyable mm-hmm. time. You're going to be more at peace. You're going to see more. You're going to have way more fun, mm-hmm. which is really where we want to get to. And I think that where he starts off in that forward talking about where did all these people go? Where did 80% of these divers go? Why are they not here anymore? They're not having and fun. it's because they're not having fun. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree. Yeah. Not having fun. Their they're anxiety level's up. It's not enjoyable. When they you, haven't put the work in, though. Yeah. I mean, when you come up from a dive, you know, wiping the sweat from your brow thinking, holy shit. I just made it out alive. Mm-hmm. There's a good chance you're, you're not you're not getting the tanks filled and doing another one. You know, next weekend you're probably yeah. like, uh, you know, uh, I think uh, I might do some tennis classes or the golf yeah. course is looking pretty nice. Yeah, the the thing about that, James, too, is that feeling isn't justifiable in the sense of really, do we go down there? Are we? Am I? You know jabbing a little stick at death when i go down no well no. i mean i'm saying some people, i know some people, some people get people do i know well at, they get that feeling the but that some people dig that feeling so that's what they think they're doing so they're they're not gonna they're not continuing their practice they're just diving they're they're practicing the wrong thing do you understand so i i just want to say that there is a very small segment of people that come into diving that are doing it for maybe an ego boost I'm defying death. Look at me. They don't. Yeah, there's a thrill seeker diver yeah. there too. I think it's a little bit. Different well, from there's me. one thing thrill seeking to get a thrill out of seeing something unique and different and, you know, putting you in an awestruck type of uh, mindset. And there's one thing to say, I'm doing something that pokes a little stick at at the Grim Reaper and I'm jabbing them and I'm making it out alive. So look at me, everybody. And they, they actually go down and they think they're doing that and they're scared and they come up and, oh, I lived. And so they'll do the same stupid on another dive. And these are the people that are, I just got into diving. I have 30 dives. I'm going to become a tech diver. I'll go buy some twins and I'm going to hook them together. And 
you know, I'm going to jump down to 250 feet on air and I live and I come back and I brag about it at the bar. That's the person I'm talking about. They're, that's an ego. Sure, I defied sure. death. There was this. The only death you were defying that. was the stupidity you did. You didn't approach it with smartness. So. I, I, I get that. Yeah. I, but to keep it on track of where Carlos yeah, yeah, is going, yeah. he's talking about, I think, finding, oh, yeah, yeah. finding I know. that, that but piece I don't want of the, the water. I don't want the listening audience to go, the thrill of defying death is not a draw. I mean, that's what peop, some people are in it for. Because that's where the accidents occur. Exactly. That's where the the, the It's the, ego-driven. The it's occur. not brain-driven. Right. And then you get people who are, you know, they, they enjoy the underwater world. They want to be a bigger mm-hmm. part of it, but they've got that fear of that outer mm-hmm. outer end. Because, where did that fear come from, James? Because of the mistakes of the thrill-seekers there. Yeah, that's I'm, exactly I'm what I was trying to get at, is you have a small little portion of the human population that needs some validation of their ego. They need, they want to grow it, or it's telling them, defy death and you'll be somebody. And so they think scuba is the way to de- defy death. And in order to defy death at scuba, you have to be an idiot. In other words, you you don't follow the rules. You take all the knowledge that we know about scuba diving that we've learned. You kind of ignore it and say, I'm going to do it my way because I know more. So he ends this, this article saying, if you are able to directly confront those underwater shapes as the opportunities present themselves, and they conveniently will, then you can evolve through your belief system in a short time. Once you're free of your preconceptions... You will be free to enjoy the sea. You will see it as it really is, a spectacularly different world of pure nature containing treasures of every kind just waiting to be discovered. That is, And that's the draw of scuba diving. Is it, it's, it's new and different to your, to your mind. That's one draw. I mean, I just enjoy the experience of being in the 3D world and the quietude. So if we actually go back to Carlos's book, The Inner Experience of Diving, uh, he closes out and ends it by saying that the type of diving you do is your own choice. And how skilled a diver you are will be determined by your desire. But the main ingredient needed to make it all work is the pure enjoyment you receive from diving in the ocean. Think of the ocean as its own journey and that you are just along for a brief ride. If you do it right, the ride is a fantastic experience. Doing it right simply means being unresisting to the ocean, sensitive to your inner feelings while in the ocean, and appreciative of the natural beauty that surrounds you in the underwater world. I think that sums up a lot of it, right? So Yeah, it's, it's being at peace underwater, being comfortable underwater with yourself, with your equipment, with the environment that mm-hmm. you're in, where you're at, when you're there. It comes from upstairs. It's a mental, that's what, and I think he said that diving is, there's a physical aspect of diving, but the true, true diving is done mentally. It's diving in your, you know, it's in your mind. It's uh, having the clean slate. So you're experiencing what's happening to you, what's being input into your, your skull uh, with a clean slate. That's how you get it. That's how you start to get diving. But the only way that can happen is you don't got a bunch of shit up there and you don't have the anxiety from not having control of your buoyancy or the anxiety from being out of gas because you're working too hard because you don't have a good propulsion technique combined with a lack of control of buoyancy, combined with the discomfort of being in a cold, wet environment. You know, all those things input and the more skilled you become with your equipment and your body and your mind, the more you have the blank slate and the more you really get the true 
in my humble opinion, you get the true essence of being underwater and diving. Boom. So, Bingo. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, what other, I mean, that's a perfect ending right okay, there. That's, I mean, that's, that's great. So all my rambling was <laughs> trying to point towards that. Again, it was the finger pointing to the moon. It's very easy to focus on the finger and forgetting the what you're actually is is what you're trying to do. But that moon thing is just an analogy for something that you can't put into words. Don't mistake the symbol for the real thing. And that's what the pointing of the finger to the moon means. Don't mistake the symbol for the real thing. And that's, don't mistake diving, all the words, for diving, the real being underwater. So that's soul diving. We're back to soul diving. and the Absolutely. You know, and that's, I don't know. That's why I dive. And I know you, Jamesy, you have this... You know, it's an inner thing, and you can't put it in words, but we try to. With yeah, the we old try podcast. to. Yeah, yeah, we try to in this in this show, and we hope that by listening to it, you're picking up a little piece of that. And I, I exactly. hope that if you're uh, ever in the water with us from time to time, you're going to pick up on that. Mm-hmm. That uh, it's avoiding the struggle, it's avoiding the work. You know, uh, it's a lot of work at the beginning as it should mm-hmm. be, so that you can at some point avoid Not having, having to work. Not having to work, right, yeah. exactly. And that's, that's, that's what we try to yeah. get everybody to, to Isn't be. Isn't that everything, though, James? I mean, you want to learn to play the piano. You watch a master play the piano. He's just, he's in the zone, and he's not working. His fingers are, like, moving themselves, and his right. pedals, the feet pedals, it's all do- happening. And he'll tell you that. Something's working through him, or she'll tell you. That person will tell you something's working through them to ha- make that happen. But that, it, I just put a thing out no, on I Facebook. It, yeah. it showed a little pedestal with first, second, and third, and all these people clapping. And what people see is the first, second, and third, and these people getting awards. What they don't see is this iceberg underneath them, which is hard work, perseverance, you know, the, all the sacrifices you make. The, that's what diving, you have to put some work into sure, it. Sure, they just see the guy on the 250-foot yeah. shipwreck, yeah. you know, uh, or mm-hmm. you know, 1,000 feet back in a, in a scooter and in a cave, and they go, yes. oh, that looks I'm awesome. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Yeah, and that was from Gareth. Oh, Gareth, uh, you know, we should put some shout outs this week because there were a lot of people that we've we've mentioned or have been, whether they've been a, a, an actual mentor to us or uh, somebody that we look up to or we gain from, gain knowledge and, and insight from, or, you know, just somebody that the diving world knows. But they've been uh, put up on a pedestal this week with several people. Number one, Gareth Locke, who we've had uh, featured here. Yep. On our show, he was just, uh, he got an award for innovation at the Tech Diving Conference this year. So he was one, Michael Menduno, who, we, who we've done an article with. Awesome guy, been around and diving for years. He used to put out Tech Diver magazine, I think it was Tech Diver. No, Aquanaut. No, uh, uh, Aquacore. Aquacore, that's right. I'm sorry, Michael. Anyway, he's also been featured here in articles that he's done, and we've communicated with him. A lover of diving, and I think he's another one that's like, uh, you know, he gets it. That's what diving's yeah, well, about. You know, it's um, not the infighting. Yeah, he's. Uh, I got another article from him that he did back. Yeah, then, you know, twenty uh, some years ago. Oh, yeah. that I, I already mentioned to him about. He has a million of them, though. Yeah, he has a, really good ones. Yeah. So they were recognized at the Tech Diver, and then of course uh, JJ Jared Jablonski out of GUE, who incredible diver, world record holder, cave diver, etc. But he has that s that that underlying same kind of feeling and, and view of diving. It's a it's an inner thing. It's a self-discipline and inner feeling. He doesn't do it for anybody else. Of course, he's making a living at it now, but yeah, 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 he yeah. Did, his motivation was not, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the best in the world. His motivation was the, the beauty of diving and the pushing of himself 
Okay, but he became Dan Rolex Diver of the Year this year. He was awarded that. I yeah, that's, say. A, that's a nice. That's All a these award, people yeah. that have been influential to us are are up there on the pedestal this year. Yeah, pretty nice. Where yeah. you know, I don't want to take uh, credit uh, for yeah, it, but you're welcome, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, in in some respects, you know, we're a bit of the enemy. You know, uh, a decade or two ago. Well, yes, in the industry. Uh, uh, yeah. You, you hit the nail on the head, and I think uh, it's like anything, in the, and it's, it's one of the aspects of the industry that, you know, kind of gets under my skin. It pokes me in a nerve, is these people that seem to be this giant entity that seems to run this industry, which is a necessary evil. I get it, but that doesn't mean I have to like it, and that's that evil that wants to run it and say, you can't do this because they're not doing it or the sole motivation behind any changes that they're putting into effect or that they get behind is money, is greed, is just pure and simple greed and growth for more greed. Yeah, because they, they don't want anybody else. Having it, yeah. They want to stay it. king of the castle, top of the mountain kind of guy, which I get that's I get nature yep. to a certain extent, but by the same token, it's also, you know, the other side of that is this binary world. They're going to have an enemy, and that's me, hopefully you, and hopefully some of our listeners, that those giganto entities that are out there trying to tell everybody what to do and how to do it, they have they have a balance. Those of us who are saying, hey, giganto, well, greed uh, is not the uh, end-all, And, and end-all. we've been saying it for a couple of decades now, yeah. and the, but the industry itself is coming around, right? Only because money, they because they see yeah, they, money they in it. Choice, right? you, know, you know, I, I don't want you to pat them on the back too much. Well, I'm not patting them on yeah. the back. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm patting the people you know, that make the change. On the back yeah. that, we've, that we've look look what we've done. You know, yeah. uh, with, with a handful yeah. of you know a handful of agencies, or I should say, a handful of people, yes, people that, that, made that went against the grain. You know, and now have you know a couple of big agencies that are growing. And, and completely yes. changing people's minds yeah. about diving. So the people that spoke up actually did move the mountain of, of that giganto industry. So bravo. And they spoke up for the right reasons. To me, that's the whole yeah. thing. It's the reasons you do think. You know, I always tell Mike, of course, you got the old saying, hell, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. But you can get too deep into that. The thing is, it's all in the, your motivation. Do you, are you doing it for greed? Or are you doing it for love of something? Not love of money, but love of something bigger than money. Some people say there's nothing bigger than money. Right, right. You were supposed to say there is Wait, nothing no. bigger than money. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us back, back to, to our Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> Patreon. So on that note, if you'd like to be a Patreon sponsor, Please uh, go to Patreon, make a donation or a one-time donation at our PayPal info at the Great Dive Podcast. Make a donation for the 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 force against greed. Um, and poor Jamesy, I no, feel our, bad because this right, topic. Our, our right reason is to <laughs> is just to um, cover the cover the oh, bill yeah, that's coming due this well, month. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, we're just a little guy that wants. It's the greed on the other side, you know, exacting the bill from us. But uh, yeah, I've, I have to apologize because this topic has caused me to. I want to go deep into it right off the bat, and James is trying to hold me back and pull in the rain. So there's going to be a lot of editing with this one. So bravo on the edit job. I know he's going to do a good job. I'm going to be gone here. So okay. So hey, let's uh, let's sign some logbooks so you can yeah. get your ass to Madagascar. Okay, here. Talk to you later. Get well soon. Love. Sammy. Safe flight. <laughs> Safe flight. Yeah. Wait. I think uh, you need a guest a guest oh, co-host oh, oh. one week. All right. All right. Safe safe dives. Peeps.
you know the Spanish the Spanish uh, language is a little more it's more uh, consistent and simple in the sense of the letters actually don't have a million different sounds like right, in right. English. I know this is not yeah, pertinent no. to anything, but this is more work at editing for me. Yeah, I hear you. Thanks, bud. I, I like to throw these little things in there. I don't know where so it leads. I, uh, I go off on a tangent. Who knows? It might be a, a little snippet to use. 